and Electrolytes? drinking Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. That's basically water. Yeah. It is. <laughs> and it's electric and, and light. I don't it's know. Electric. I don't have anything. Um Yeah. Yeah. I came up with a lot of really interesting things to talk about on this, in addition to <sighs> what you will tell us, Chelsea, because you're gonna tell us some actual right. stuff. But I got to thinking about this theme. I basically only have questions. Yeah. I, I think, I think, uh, I don't know. It's just the hour earlier, I think, but I feel uniquely inspired to create some oh. compelling conversation this week instead of just being a, a grandstanding blowhard. I'm okay with either. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the crux of debut, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Everybody's tuning listen. in to hear me blow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did, you, did you guys feel like Nate blew soft this week? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to. Hey, look, every every guy blows soft every once in a while. It's not. It's just. It's just normal. Like you know, you you get in your head. No judgment. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's normal. It's normal stuff. Plus, I'm over forty, so it's odds are I'm gonna yeah. blow softer more frequently. <laughs> uh, Probably yeah. have to make sure my uh, blood pressure is okay. If that Makes if sense. that becomes the case consistently we've talked about yep. this i think on the show already so this is a fine topic to broach <laughs> in the in the pre-intro i think it's a perfect topic. how's uh so yeah it's arkansas hot arkansas is hot um i have uh more than a couple of things to talk about i did a decent amount of research but i was i have been driving and like Feels like I'm kind of out of it 90% of the time, as you guys have known, since I haven't responded to anything. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I've been a l- just a little bit, a lot out of it lately. So we'll see how this goes. This might go well. I might, I might uh, uh, stare off into the distance and slowly fall asleep without meaning to, but that's fine. We'll just see how it goes. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's great. And, and not for nothing, you did fully displace yourself. Which, yeah. regardless of like, uh, yeah, you can quantify a number of miles. You can quantify, oh, it's only uh, two hours ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but you're like doing that is is hard. Like your body, we're not we're. It's funny because we're 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 humans, and all these uh, knuckleheads are like, oh, we gotta go back to being hunter gatherers or whatever because subsistence farming has led to the pussification of the male race, right? <laughs> These guys that are all over my YouTube. I don't know if you guys get this same Why thing. Are you no, getting I'm teasing. Tea? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I my my YouTube suggested algorithm is like uh, uh, uh it is honest trailers, it is mm-hmm. pitch meeting, and it is the same like nine music videos from the <laughs> uh, late '80s to early 2000s over and over and over hold again. Hold on, hold on. Can we guess them? Can we guess <laughs> Maybe. them? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. Number one, <laughs> never gonna give you up by Rick Astley. Oh, number two, uh, just mm, never gonna give you up, but a different eight, eight the more one times. That repeats, <laughs> the one that repeats for like an hour or ten hours. The um <laughs> the Prince Batman soundtrack. I would say anything That's on pure moods. The Seal Batman song, Kiss oh. on a Rose. Great. Uh, for, on uh, the gray. Not the grave. Sorry, I just had a fight. Not a fight. I had a very long discussion in the car about how upset I was about that song not saying grave and saying on the gray. 
What does that mean? I feel like he's in a graveyard in part he of the is. video, which is what confused the hell out of me as a child. As someone who cannot hear the lyrics in anything and almost always huh. gets it wrong. Yeah. Huh. What does that mean? I heard pretty hard against it that it was a on. kiss from a rose on the gray. Yeah, I think it's like the idea that something beautiful and colorful would happen in the sort of generalized midness of existence. Mm. Oh, okay, Seal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was married to Heidi Klum, right? Yeah, so you know, yeah. Well, but she's a weirdo. That doesn't like <laughs> she was dressed up as an actual rose. <laughs> And she was like, you have That's to go as the it. color gray, and I'm going to kiss you all night. And that Aww. is our cop. <laughs> he was like, I'll make a song. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. I love it. Love it. I wish there was some sort of internet where we could post photos of ourselves in these costumes. It'll happen one day. You it's guys true. just wait. <laughs> Not Al Gore, but Seal invented the internet. Mm, it's true. One of the songs is Brighter Than Sunshine by Aqualung, which you probably don't remember too well. Sing it. Uh, <laughs> oh no i know I that one i know that goes. one okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um so yeah that song uh the song uh this this will must be the day by the the which is a fantastic 80s song uh okay. no myth by the non sean penn michael penn who is his brother <laughs> oh yeah yeah huh. all the all the pen boys were doing stuff it's true uh, do they know the Bacon Boys? Do, the, do, do you think that the they? Bacon I would. The Bacon's I have a, like, have a I band. Think they all they're running in circles, right? They gotta Probably. be. They go <laughs> on tour together. <laughs> um, what what else is on that list? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. There, it's all. Oh, oh. There's a. Then anyway, sing look. it. Sing it's the song. not getting we'll get interesting. It. We'll get it. Yeah, sing it. Sing it. Sing I can't. I see what you did there. <laughs> Music edition. <laughs> Oh, 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 uh, the song Strangers by the Kinks, which I don't, you know it. You know the song Strangers by the Kinks. It's fantastic. Uh, anyway, I love the Kinks. I just have like a weird, like, because I use YouTube so infrequently and mm. I only occasionally watch like, yeah. okay, here's something I did watch. We're totally going to get to the show in a minute, but. YouTube is art. YouTube is art. Yeah. This is better. My, my neighbor around the corner, like four houses around, is this guy named Mouse. His, oh, his like full name, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's his, it's his nickname. His his full name is Bruce Strauss, uh, but his nickname oh. is is Mouse. He okay. was a professional boxer oh. in the seventies and eighties. Whoa! And I watched a documentary about him on YouTube because oh. he was a quote professional opponent. So like all he did was go be the guy that lost most of the fights. Like he would oh, be out God. there, and all he had to do was last long enough to get paid. And then he would yeah. always get knocked out. Um, so I bet the documentary, that pays great. Well, it really did. And what he told yeah. me when I, I was walking, I was walking Rocket, we ran into him and his dog. And he was telling me about how, you know, he had this great gig until I think New Jersey and Nevada both said their boxing commissions were like, hey, look, you got you have to you have to give this much time in between fights because you're going to oh, we don't want people to actually wow. have brain injury. We don't want to be let's. Let well, me qualify. Nice we don't want to be culpable for people's okay. brain injuries yeah. by allowing them to fight too much. <laughs> so Mouse is. was telling me that, like, yeah, it sucked because I used to just try to fight, like, twice a night if I could. Yeah. So part of this documentary is that he he fought one guy and then he came back out. He parted his hair the other way. Yes. Uh, as his twin uh, brother. 
I was going to ask if he put on like a fake mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we came out hair part of the other way to fight again. Um, he, there's also a bunch of clips of him from times he was on David Letterman. Oh, wow. They're on YouTube. <laughs> he is he is hilarious. And he's just like, he's is very interesting guy. There is also apparently a full length feature film from the early 90s called Dear The Hunter. Mouse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah it's based it's based on him and it has Whoa. uh it has rip torn's daughter which i mean you know who rip torn is because men in, black. No. men in black mm-hmm. he's the goatee boss in men in black got it thank you he has an iconic <laughs> voice rip torn yes i know exactly who it is on now. a bunch of like <laughs> hbo shows i think he's on gary shandling show among other things anyway um yeah his daughter's in that Good for him. Yeah. I'm rooting for Mouse. <laughs> he's 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 an interesting guy to have as a neighbor. It's really cool because he's very friendly. What's, he's not getting into street fights. No, no. no I mean not yet. Okay, not that I've seen. But he's not getting paid for it. He's not getting paid. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, you're not you're not making money. You're not making money fighting in the streets of Wilmington, Delaware, right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got to set something up. Maybe I should start promoting a comeback for him. We'll see what we'll see what we can do. Uh, Patreon subscribers, if you want Mouse to fight again. <laughs> You're going to want to sign up. <laughs> How old is Mouse? He's got to be like uh, mid-60s, I would say. Maybe okay. maybe late 60s. Does he Are we going to need to have like age brackets? Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I don't think you can just go like uh, weight classes when you have that <laughs> level of age disparity just to be fair. He also has to have osteoporosis. Right. <laughs> Although hey, look. Mouse, Mouse's backyard butts up to ours, so every every once in a while we'll see him. He goes out there. He's doing Aww. his shuffle. Oh, he's yeah. punching. He's still Keeping doing it tight. It. Yeah, yeah. He's still working. <laughs> he's still working. He's a good dude. Listeners, welcome to the ride that is Debut Buddies. <laughs> this is a fortnightly podcast about firsts. I am Nate. I am one of the buddies. I'm Kelly. I'm an additional buddy. I'm Chelsea. I'm also a buddy. Yeah, you are. Hell yeah. yeah. You are the buddy who is going to tell us about <laughs> this episode's topic. We're going to be talking about the first artwork to increase in value after being vandalized. Is that correct? Did I say that right? Yes. Fantastic. I think so. <laughs> um, and uh, what I'm going to tell you is the first one is probably disputed. So I'm going to go over a couple Grace. throughout time. And then I'm going to see what we agree on as a group as the first. Um, and the reason that this was brought up as a topic was finding out about the angry girlfriend variant. Spider-Man. The AGV. 14. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, and it what had happened was this guy named Chance 
had gifted his girlfriend at the time uh, Amazing Spider-Man 14, which was the first appearance of the Green Goblin. And uh, something happened, unknown what that was. And she got very angry and she wrote all over the comic. Um, <laughs> and she did not write on the ad pages, but she wrote on all of the pages and the back of it. Basically just being like, you suck. I hate you. You're the worst person ever. Um, and uh, do we think that maybe someone else was gobbling him? And that's why she got upset. I I don't want to be too speculative. I can't. um, And I kind of will get into that because I did watch a YouTube interview with the guy who owns the comic now. And he has spoken to the angry girlfriend. And um, but this happened back in the 80s. And um, the guy who owns it now, his partner, and I don't know if it's like a co-owner of their comic shop or his partner in life had purchased the set of comics from this guy chance who had sold them to titan comics in atlanta and he bought them in 1994 for 40 dollars. and in that set it had the angry girlfriend variant they wouldn't had it graded and they also said okay nate do you know a lot about comic books because i'm going to say something i'm I don't know enough about comic books. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say maybe. And if okay. you say something that I can actually agree to. What's an dispute, ASM 14? Oh, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's it's issue 14. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing 14. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that works. That works. Well, you I got was there. Like, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Oh, God. This is... It's it's an issue of Spider-Man where you whisper really the entire time. I'm really tired. about this. <laughs> oh ASM, my god! ASMR. I was like ASM 14. Okay, and I thought I was like that's not the grading, but I thought the grading was like a 1.8, which is incredibly low because it means it's terrible quality. What's the scale on the grading? And also, just so you know, this is my new Carrie Elwes. <laughs> <laughs> ASM 14. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. 1.8 that... is low. Okay. Yeah. 1.8 is low. I don't know what it goes up to. Okay. Comic Maybe grading scale goes up to 10. 10 is gem okay. mint. Okay. 1.0 would be fair. So 1.8 puts you in uh, low good. It's good minus. <laughs> wow. How bad do yeah. you have to be if you have scribbles all over you and they're like, low good? I mean, as I mean, long I as it s- still has all the pages. Like, I think that's the thing, have... right? It's damage yeah. to the pages. It's the fact that like the, the comic itself is still intact. Mm-hmm. And it the, if you were looking at the ASM 14 today in mint condition, um, it would go for about 10 grand. So that's okay. kind of what we're looking at in comparison to what it is possibly worth today. Um, the current owner is trying, like, he has a price tag on it for $100,000. But he, I don't know if he's willing to sell it for that much. But in the interview, he talked about Jim Lee, who is a very famous comic book artist and... Donnie Cates, who might also be somebody is listening to this as a comic book <laughs> fan and is very angry with me right now. <laughs> um, Jim Lee does a lot. I think he does some, he does Marvel, but he moved over to DC, but he's, he's a big guy in the, in the comic book world. And I think that the, the owner of the, this issue has said that he was willing to give it to Jim Lee for two published pieces of original artwork 
which his published mm. pieces of artwork, if you were to get a cover, it's millions of dollars. So <laughs> there, so it's a it's a pretty penny if he does give it away. But um, I think that Donny Cates had offered him a certain amount of money, and he said, uh, he's he said he was considering it, but then Jim Lee came in and was like, please do not consider it. I will try to purchase it at some point. So it's still in his possession, and you can go see it. I think at Rough Edges Comics. I'm not sure. Where that's located should look that up uh but what brought this up is that uh this comic book was completely destroyed and it uh quintupled what what's the word i don't how to uh, went up in need. lots yeah <laughs> went up in lots it's it's yeah. okay exponentially increased in value yeah i uh, have a question so um it sounds like this we didn't know about this issue and then it was found and then it became worthwhile or were there like rumors underground of the angry girlfriend variant and we've been like hunting for it it got um notoriety like uh after he bought it sometime in the 90s and then there were i I think probably early 2000s it got really big and the internet made it really big Mm, it ended up having like an article in newsweek i think and reddit made it up so it's so, because of wow. it becoming so famous. It's it's literally a one of zero, right? So that's yeah. I think that's part of the value. It's like no one else has like somebody can have a gem mint amazing Spider-Man number 14, but it is yeah. not vandalized in this specific way that makes it so spectacularly original. <laughs> which I mean, scarcity is the source of collectability, I think, for almost everything anyway. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if um, you get the Pokemon card that has the little misprint. Yeah, 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 the C three PO that had a that had a penis from the old Star oh, Wars yeah, cards. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those were worth a lot of money because they they released it on accident and then they <laughs> recalled all of them and destroyed them. But a few people, a few people still got that doll. <laughs> There's that um, that baseball card that was accidentally issued the, because the guy was um, uh, flipping people off while holding his bat, and the proofers didn't. Notice it now. There's that's the the Billy Ripken, uh, Billy Ripken baseball card yeah. that says uh, "fuck face" on the bottom mm-hmm. of the. Oh, bat. you know what? Maybe that's what I was thinking of. I think that's what yeah. I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic. That's classic. That was actually one of my vandalized arts on the list. Even oh, sorry, it's not really, scoop ya. No, because it's not really vandalized <laughs> in any direct sense. Like it's just a photograph. The photograph itself is art. Yeah, and exactly. Like, to that point, like it seems to be things that are collectibles. That are one out of one but when it comes to specific pieces of art this is maybe where i should have gone in that direction and not said a piece of art because i don't know if you how much research you guys did but a lot of art pieces they do not go up in value based on vandalism and they mm-hmm. all get restored um mm-hmm. but there are pieces that like feel like they would and they get more notoriety and they get more famous because of these acts against them a lot of the time like not yeah. not talking about like recent ones where people are throwing paint usually on glass surfaces over the paintings but Mm -hmm. there have been a lot of pieces of art that have been vandalized that is just like it just happens so often it sounds like like all the time i was shocked at how much (laughs) art just gets vandalized pretty pretty constantly well and i wondered a lot of the vandals are artists themselves so it's Mm -hmm. not it seems like it's not like um most commonly it it doesn't seem like it's somebody who's like necessarily acting out of malice but they're either like trying to contribute to the statement of the original art or make a counterpoint and so i wondered if perhaps their subsequent pieces 
go up in value because of the notoriety. Are you talking about a specific no. piece of art? Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. there was one specific <laughs> one I was going to call out that I have listed as the first one that fits that. Ooh. Um, almost exactly. Uh, Hit it. My hypothesis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ah! there are more recent <laughs> ones that have happened that like, because I think like Ai Weiwei has like overpainted a bunch of native uh, pots. Um, oh, so there, so that was a big one, but that was more recent. The one I'm going to talk about happened, it was done in 1953. Um, and it's called uh, Erase de Kooning. So, you know, I did read about this, but yeah. I hadn't categorized it this way. Oh, okay. Tell oh, us, no. tell I us. Mean, this is really like, interesting. So like, and I, I watched some interviews with Rauschenberg because Rauschenberg was the one who created Erase de Kooning. And I can't take full credit for it. Ryan was like, uh, this is a great piece. And I was like, okay, well, fine. I'll watch some <laughs> interviews. But they were super interesting because like de Kooning at the time was like the hottest shit in the world. Oh. And um, Rauschenberg, not as, uh, I guess, not considered as famous. Rauschenberg is super famous now. Awesome. He does, doesn't he mostly do like, oh no, oh no. This is where I'm going <laughs> to, he does like, I don't it's not is that awesome blush like you, you put a bunch of pieces of things together someone's angry again um oh, i don't know but uh <laughs> so what ended up happening was he wanted to do a piece and he went to de Kooning and he even talked about like he was like i had a couple drinks i went over to his house i wanted him to say no and i wanted that to be the piece and then he was like and then when i went in and said something to him he basically said no so i was like okay this is the piece and he was like but wait and then it, like the conversation just kept going and he kept wanting him to not do it and he was like hold on i have to get a piece that i like and so like he went and got a piece that he was working on that he really liked and he like gave it to him and he was like oh god oh god oh god no. wait 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 have we said what what he did with it yeah he erased it <laughs> he erased it yeah he erased everything on it um yeah. <laughs> so he erased and he wanted to get him one that was hard to erase so it took him like four months to erase everything on it. oh shit yeah so it had every type it had like oil it had acrylic it had pencil it had um wow. like he had everything on it so he and there was there is still like a drawing of his i think on the other side um but it was he it was just really nice hearing Rauschenberg being like i wish you would not do this and i'm um, keep giving you an out and please and he was just like very timid like in his it sounds like he was very timid in his presence and just being like please just let this be the piece of you denying me of this piece. like yeah let it just be um, a thought experiment don't let me destroy yeah. your work <laughs> but he did it and um and i think that this one whenever i say like it jumped up in price. Looking at the price today, the last time it was sold was in I think 2019, and it was for either 80.8 million or 88 or 80 <gasps> million. It was something around there. And then I started looking at um, paintings by De Kooning or similar drawings by De Kooning that are on sale now, and they're in the low uh, thousands, not like low tens of thousands, like low thousands. They're like four or five thousand dollars. So and what about Rush? What's his name? Rauschenberg. Um, I'm assuming his stuff still goes for very high. But at the time, it was one of the highest sold pieces. So Uh-oh. I think that that's one of his most important pieces. I should have done more research on Rauschenberg. <laughs> My bad. But again, because you know, it's just like completely unique, right? You can't. Yeah. It's it becomes a collaboration at that point. I mean, it's yeah. a vandalism, but it's a it's a collaborative vandalism. It's like a like a, a mix track, you know? Yeah. A yeah, yeah. And it's also like that's an interesting idea about like um, these are some of the 
half-formed thoughts that I wrote down on this. Like art is ephemeral, even like fine art, even that you paint, that's ephemeral. Like eventually the sun will explode and that will be destroyed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nothing is forever. And so that's like a really concise way to examine that idea. Mm -hmm. And like, it's almost like, um, um, uh, like manufactured nostalgia. Does that make sense? I, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks cool though. Did you did you look at pictures of it? Mm-hmm. And they've like done it, like X-rays of not X-rays, <gasps> sun rays. Is it X-rays to see what was possibly Whoa. On, on the paper before? That's cool. Yeah. I didn't see that. Or do those look cool? Okay. Taste. <laughs> <laughs> art subjective, I guess. I wouldn't call it art. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's so fascinating. And you know what it makes me think of? This is so stupid. I'm so sorry. It makes me think of um, the Dybbuk box from The Possession, the movie The Possession. Um, the the Dybbuk box exists but was an art piece essentially and the guy like created the dibic story um and that has spawned like a bunch of copycat dibic boxes and some people have like legitimate spooky experiences around them and some paranormal investigators got their hands on one and snuck it into an mri to get pictures of what was on the inside and it was just like candles and twine like it wasn't anything <laughs> but, but i don't know that, ghosts in that there? unfortunately no <laughs> but that made me think of that like you have this like mystic thing and with like that like makes your imagination run wild and then you bring science into it and it kind of ruins it for you <laughs> yeah it's uh, uh it's like the idea that there would be like some sort of horrible painting underneath another painting not yeah. uh, which which is not you know not vandalism necessarily but that I feel like that's a center of horror and maybe even like Lovecraftian stuff is the idea like mm. oh uh, if we take off the top layer of painting we see that uh, he was painting some sort of horrible beast under something there something spooky what does this mean? yeah that's not a bad idea you could even have like the new paint start to flake off and whoever's trying to hide it keeps having to like cover it over with additional paint trying to keep it secret keep it secret keep it safe yeah the grumpy ghostbusters 2 guy just keeps like cracking his lips through like (laughs) you're just trying to paint like an adorable teddy bear and then every once in a while his mouth is just like i'm here to kill you oh you're right i forgot we already did haunted painting (laughs) (laughs) um yeah what is the what's the lovecraft story pickman's model is Mm. a is a very interesting short story uh lovecraft not painting? a good man but no. this is about mm-hmm. i mean it's about an artist who only depicts horrible things and um oh. it was captured very well i think in uh, guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities oh. there's this there's an episode oh. on pickman's model but okay. it was also on uh the old night gallery show Mm. that was mm-hmm. a sequel in spirit to the twilight zone twilight in zone. the 60s yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Lots for me to look up. Also, yeah. check out our episode of Never Show the Monster on Velvet Buzzsaw. Haunted paintings. That's a good episode of your podcast. I oh, like thanks. that we one had fun. a lot. <laughs> and I was insane to the point of having like a collaborative painting. There was one that also happened recently done in 
uh, by an American artist, but it was on display in Korea um, by someone named John Wan, and he was a graffiti artist, and everyone did a bunch of graffiti pieces, but his piece had a bunch of, like, paint cans in front of it and brushes mm. and some tour not I don't think they were tourists. They may have lived there. Uh, a couple went up and they put two brush strokes because they thought it was an interactive piece. Oh, um, hell yeah. And that painting was <laughs> at the time worth $400,000 or $444,000, depending on which YouTube video you watch on it. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, but they're, they, they, he is restoring the painting, but, um, and they may be on the hook for paying for it as well. And it's like a, oh. a couple thousand dollars to restore, which is really, I don't know. That one I went back and forth on because I was like, I mean, you were inviting people. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, that does feel like bait. Yeah. Yeah. And the paint, the painting was a little bit better to be honest. (laughs) Like they had like a beautiful three green streaks and it was beautiful. beautiful. So that's something that I have in my questions. Is there a piece of art that was vandalized, quote unquote, that increased in value to you? Like regardless of the money. It sounds like you think that this one looked better. I've got something. Oh, for sure. I was reading. uh, I I found a very long list of art that was vandalized. It turns out lots and lots was vandalized. Mm -hmm. The one that I thought was most interesting, largely because I've always found this particular sculpture, uh, a ready-made by Marcel Duchamp called Fountain from 1917, which is actually just a urinal that he turned sideways and signed, Armut. Oh, yeah. Uh, so apparently it has twice been vandalized or at least attempted van there's no way to really confirm this perfectly but brian eno the famed (laughs) musician and composer yeah has stated that he in private peed in in the fountain (laughs) yeah and Um, then somebody did it and then a french performance artist also did it uh pierre pinoncelli uh did did that in 1993 he he peed on it and then hit it with a hammer and he was put in jail <laughs> wow. he was put in jail and forced to pay put a in fine. jail yeah for how yeah. long I, it doesn't seem like it was that long it was just uh, the drunk tank he didn't even know yeah, he was yeah, doing it was, vandalism <laughs> you're probably right <laughs> i'm a performance artist <laughs> i've said that plenty of times when i've been drunk right you just you're in college you do something stupid it's performance art it's performance art i'm going see, to see okay. older <laughs> I have a question about this, too. Mm-hmm. Is that vandalism? Like, does vandalism have to be permanent? Like, you just rinse that off and you're fine. Can you ever really rinse? Look, okay. Let me ask <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you were peed on by a person, would yeah. any amount of washing lead to you to be like, I've never been peed on? Or would you always know that someone Have the memory of, yeah. of the pee? But does that... But, but here's here's my counter to that okay. is that doesn't make me a peed upon person like that doesn't change my identity it's just something that happened that's i mean i think that's a very uh <laughs> assertive and strong perspective to have i think a lot of our <laughs> listeners would feel like if they got peed on that they would now be a peed upon person, <laughs> upon person. and i am not going to shame Hi, them i'm kelly and there's way. something you should know about me <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the other, uh, there's an artwork that also tangents, uh, I'll say that word differently, tangents into this, <laughs> instead of tangents. Uh, anyway, uh, Calvin peeing on 
things. Oh, okay? oh. This has long okay. been an artwork that bothered mm-hmm. me, but I would argue that it increased the value of the art because you see that shit everywhere. Whoever decided that they could rip off Calvin and make him pee on whatever, whether yeah. it be the Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Raiders, the LA Raiders, Ford, mm-hmm. Dodge, etc., they are making a lot of money. And they have vandalized Bill Watterson's work. See, and that's interesting because some people also use the sticker to vandalize other things. Uh, You see it on cars most most often. Like you put it against a brand that you don't like. And so are those both vandalisms? Is Calvin and Hobbes' work being vandalized by this misuse? What is vandalism? What is art? I'm going to say something. <laughs> I think the use of of Calvin is more of, because this is like when you go into copyright and you can create satire. So it's a reuse of, uh, has he ever peed in the comments? Sorry. I don't no, know. He, he never has. He's never is, peed, right? Yeah. They've yeah. never taken that out and use it. So um, I think reuse of the same, because if we went down that road of reuse of characters, we talk a lot about garf things. on this podcast garf, <laughs> garf. <laughs> yeah <laughs> then i feel like we go i i mean we could have a whole separate episode just on those no i think you're right it is <laughs> tune it in is, next week <laughs> it is technically parody of intellectual property which is not the same as vandalism but in my heart it's a vandalization right <laughs> uh <laughs> it, i think in the same way that one could say that like the girlfriend variant, the angry girlfriend variant, is mm-hmm. not necessarily a vandalization because it's not a vandalization of the original. Like I, that oh. would be the that would see that would be the line I would draw. It's like okay. well, if if I get a copy of the New York Times and I write you know fuck face on it, am mm-hmm. I vandalizing? Yeah, or am I just like creating, <laughs> or am I just like doing a thing to one issue? Like I if I like... go if I go to New York and I hop into the press. And I put my butt in there because I assume this is how newspapers work. And then my butt is yeah. on every single right. front page. <laughs> then maybe art. that's vandalism. No, that's art. See, but a lot of vandalism is also art. Well, True. vandalism is defacing something, whether it be a copy or whether it be anything else, right? So you're no matter what you're defacing, as long as you're doing that, that's considered vandalism. Is that right? Do we define vandalism at the top? No, when I just asked it a minute ago, I was being serious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well, and I I, want to ask the question of to deface something implies that something has been faced in the first place. And I want to know what qualifies as facing. Like, is, because I think a lot of people will think of vandalism. Yeah, I know. It's it's an hour (laughs) earlier, guys. It's going to be weird. (laughs) The... Because a lot of people will talk about how, oh, you know, vandalism is is property crime, like graffiti mm. or smashing mm. windows, uh, say, against yeah. an oppressive state, things like that. Like, don't vandalize my Target superstore because I feel unsafe that you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Grow up. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah. So the question, like, this is this is where this is tricky because it's like, is a is a corporate commercial building inherently quote-unquote faced enough that it can be defaced Mm -hmm. or is there actually a a sort of platonic qualifier for being a form of something that is artistic or merited enough that you can actually deface it right Mm -hmm. like can you 
take away from something that is completely utilitarian and therefore has no value. I think that part of why <laughs> vandalism is subjective <laughs> because value is subjective, mm -hmm. right? So like that Target Superstore doesn't like its brick wall doesn't contain inherent value to me, but to like crazy like money hungry capitalists, it does. It represents mm -hmm. something to them. And mm -hmm. therefore to them, it can be defaced. So it all comes down to like, what do you value? What is important to you? Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I 100% yeah. I, I agree. I think that this is, I think that this is the territory where we get with what is art, what is, yeah. what can be vandalized, what can't. Cause I would, cause I would probably venture that some folks would say that like, you can't really vandalize spy a Spider-Man comic because it's just a comic book. It's garbage, right? Like, Someone right. would be like, it does not matter. You know, I was going down a similar thought that I think is just lateral thinking from this, which is think about it in the other way. So the Mona Lisa, I think that mm -hmm. at least the three of us here can agree that that is art. <laughs> and then yeah. terrible painting. She's <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but One, it is she's art. She's clearly up to something. <laughs> she is. But that's why I like her. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so like. <laughs> um, we are already protecting it with the glass in front of it, like mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier, Chelsea. Um, yep. but I have heard that that can like sort of obscure the brush strokes, and so you can't see mm -hmm. all of the detail the same way that you would if you were like nose to nose up close. And mm -hmm. so now we're like sacrificing everybody's observation of it in order to protect it. And so, what if we just took really high def pictures of it? and stuck those in the museum instead is that still art and that's nice because then anybody can vandalize it and then you can just pop up the new one so like i think <laughs> that that's the same thought in the other direction like how like what we can go down like a conspiracy theory path and say that no painting is the actual painting and they're all just reproductions of the paintings that are on display and they're yeah because and yeah. everything the else idea. is hidden in a uh... It's not the idea from their brain. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours is more fun. Let's do that. <laughs> I, I do like this, like, nothing that is not the actual, like, spark of the idea exists, yeah. though. I really yeah. do. I like that a lot. They probably are. Probably a lot are, are just in warehouses, right? Uh, most, most art in general is uh, locked away because... It will depreciate the value of a bunch of paintings. But not like... Um, exists out in the world. Not like... Uh, the art market's a scam. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm well, asking is, how many paintings in museums are they like, this is the real one, wink, while the actual thing is in a warehouse? I want to say I think most of them, but I don't know. Really? I, I you think like most of them? Yeah, I think most of them are the real paintings. No, no, no. Okay. There was a misunderstanding there. Either oh, I asked okay. wrong or you answered wrong. Okay. okay. You think most of what is in museums are real? Yes. Okay. Got Wait, it. You Thank think, you. Well, okay. Am I? No, no. <laughs> no, I misunderstood what you were saying. I thought that you were saying that you thought most of the real ones were in warehouses oh, and no. we were being lied no. to. In I museums. was just saying in general, most paintings in the world exist in warehouses and aren't yeah. available for the public to see, which is a uh, huge, huge and not just um not just paintings in warehouses but like there are cave paintings from like 
early, early, early human society that have been walled off from human, um, like you can't go in there because even your breath will damage it. Well, did oh, you yeah. hear about like the French Boy Scouts or something that went and just scrubbed a bunch of cave paintings like fucking crazy people? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that, that might even be so the bad. one I was like, that I'm what? talking about. <laughs> I was so upset. Ugh. It's it's like uh, it's like HBO Max, just deleting half of its original content catalog <laughs> for no particular reason. Where is Westworld? Is that vandalism? Did a bunch of French kids erase Westworld? Oh, <laughs> uh, did they actually take Westworld off? Yeah, it's gone. Wow. No, I support them in that Some move, other channel actually. Bought it. I thought it was bad. What channel? Oh. Well, I'm not saying it was good. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's interesting. Look. I just generally speaking, it's like the whole the the promise of of the internet and the ability to hold all this data was that we wouldn't have to remove things. I know. And then now it's like we have this, but we're gonna take it away. Yep. Just kind of arbitrarily. Which Why can't honestly, we, we know it's not arbitrary because they're selling it. If those French boys could sell those cave paintings, they surely would have. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, they could not, and that's okay. <laughs> they didn't know. They didn't know what they were doing. Did sure, they? they didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Colonialists. Um, yeah. I, oh, it's it, on Apple TV. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to plug it. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting question though, because is what is our responsibility to art mm. and keeping it? Like the because because we're talking about like yeah, a lot of paintings Ooh. are going to be kept. They're kept in climate controlled spaces. Mm-hmm. It is, we are going to, I think, uh, not being at all dystopian with this prediction, reach a point where to keep, say, the Mona Lisa in the condition that it was intended, incredible right. amounts of energy are going to be, have to be spent on it that will require actual living humans in the common era uh, probably to suffer just so just the take, painting can survive. Let's take those high def photos I was talking about. <laughs> Well, I mean, why not? What what really is the problem with doing that? And I am turning into Mark Zuckerberg as I say this, but oh, perhaps no. a virtual experience of no. some of these things is a suitable replacement because the point is not that it was done and it's there to an extent. The point is that it can be done. Uh, well, but and I also to experience completely, it. But I, act, I also completely disagree with what I just said. Okay, I have uh, an art piece that actually goes along these lines. If you want to take this journey very quickly, tell me. Um, tell me. There was a Banksy art piece in Mm -hmm. that was created in 2006 called Morons. Um, And oh wait, yeah, it's making fun of. Oh, this says it was debut buddies. (laughs) Banksy's Uh, first future predicting artwork. Yeah. Uh, Did you guys know that Idiocracy has Crocs? does it oh yeah shit. everyone's wearing crocs and that like whenever they they were like we need to have a shoe that's dumb that uh and then they brought that company and then they showed the shoes and that somebody was like what if by the time the movie comes out these are popular and then the oh. person the the costume person just laughed and said there's no way in hell anybody's gonna they look so dumb <laughs> they became uh, popular yeah, more then, and more and real back. apparently <laughs> back. big time back <laughs> yeah uh yeah anyway so more morons by banksy which is making uh a mockery of um is it van gogh sunflowers like them that being auctioned in 1987 um so this was purchased in 2021 at an auction for ninety five thousand dollars. 
Um, and the guy that bought it or group that bought it ended up talking about it and saying, we are creating an NFT of this and burning Ugh. it. And then they burned it live and an NFT exists of it. And guess what? how much that NFT sold for? Zero dollars. Um, yeah. What year was this like recent or was this last year? 2021. <laughs> so it was when oh, okay. NFT still had power. How much vape juice was involved with it? What is it called? Slurp juice. Slurp, <laughs> Slurp juice. Slurp. I don't know, man. Oh. <laughs> this has it has something to do the with shit. the bored apes. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how much. How much sold for three hundred eighty thousand. Wow. So, so some a... moron owns a digital version of morons that they paid more mm -hmm. than I've ever seen in my entire life, or ever will. Yep. And the person. I mean, it once. It. That's like the equivalent of buying probably a cheeseburger from McDonald's for them. Here's my follow-up question. Do we have eyes on what that costs today now that NFTs tanked? Um, probably like 30 cents. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't That's like the um, tables have turned. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, here's here's what I'm thinking about. Nate, did you watch Doctor Who? Absolutely, I did. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, can I ask this question without a spoiler from an for an episode from <laughs> ten years ago, fifteen years ago? <laughs> I I think you you have to ask it with the spoiler. I think it's okay. Yeah. So I'll try. I'll be delicate. I'll speak obtusely, and the people who get it will get it. So at some point, there is a second tenth Doctor. We've got two David Tennants floating around. Uh, handsome, goofy. They are equivalent in nearly every way, except one is not immortal and is not going to be bopping through time. And I always was like, well, he's different then. He's a different guy. He's a different guy. Mm. <laughs> like genetically yeah. the same, has all the same memories, has all the same morals and values. But that's a copy. That's a different one. That's a different guy, right? That's a yeah. different guy. Yeah. Absolutely. In That's how I feel about that, art. That's a different uh, guy. <laughs> season one of Angel, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is an episode where Angel uh, gets his soul restored. Yeah. So yeah. he and Buffy get to spend like a magical weekend just hooking up eating, and eating fried chicken in bed. But then yep. at the end of the episode, he's like, oh, no, to save the world, I have to become a vampire again. And no one can yeah. remember this except for me. And then, he, and then he does. And that's two different guys. It's two, Those different, two guys. different guys. Mm -hmm. Those two different guys. It's two different puppies. It's two different everything. Like that stuff doesn't exist. Timelines create separate pieces of artwork. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why Sliding Doors is two of the best movies ever created. <laughs> oh. I like that you were laughing uh, yeah, ironically at me and then, and then I... it kind of spun <laughs> on. You're like, no, no, I'm actually into this. This is this is gonna work. It's like I, I activated my own mirror neurons. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. you guys read about that artist who was barfing on paintings? Oh sounds I, great. I, I did. I, they were on the list because I, I found a list of 25 like vandalization things. And there was a barfer. Yeah. There was a person was a who was peeing also on a larger artwork as it was being installed. And there's actually a <laughs> photograph of him peeing on it while it's being installed. And it's like its own artwork. Oh. <laughs> That's a miracle. I love you know. that. I also read about a gal here in Denver who 
peed on a on a attempted to pee it's harder for gals uh to project but she attempted and was fined like 20 grand because she no urine on the painting just rubbed her butt on it Mm. 20 grand wow i I think that's not fair i don't know i don't know I'll send it to you. I'll find it. This but does like, seem seems... a little bit like a world gone mad, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There was one painting, what was it, The Night Watch, that seemed to like constantly be vandalized. But a lot of, and by a lot, I mean, at least two of the people, one of them said that they were sent by God. Um, to oh, yeah. No, he said yeah, the yeah. Lord. Yeah. And then the other, <laughs> and, an, and then an, an escaped psychiatric patient threw acid on it. It seems to be Whoa. one that like draws people to it. To that's one that's got something spooky under I the. Think pa- that's so. one that's got double painting. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See if there are candles and twine. I heard. Yeah, I this, bet there are. This is not vandalism related, but there is like a really creepy artwork that I heard about on another podcast that I was listening to. That's like it sold for a bunch of money, but just this like weird fringe artist, and it's it's a painting of like a little boy standing next to. Uh, a girl oh. who looks upset and then there's like a bunch of hands behind him in the doorway oh and no. it's very strange and it's like the most haunted piece of artwork uh whoa most haunted painting i <laughs> thought you were gonna bring up the uh the crying boy paintings where um oh. houses kept burning down and then they'd find just this painting untouched we've, t- we've talked about the this wreckage. Yeah. Oh, did we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's spooky. I, I think maybe I think maybe way back in the vague idea days, we we might have talked about it. Yeah, this painting probably. is called "The Hands Resist Him." The it's hands by, resist him. Yeah, it. it's by Bill Stoneham from, and it was made in 1972. It depicts a young boy and a female doll. That's the thing I forgot. <gasps> a young boy and a female doll standing in front of a glass paneled door against which a lot of hands are pressed. Oh no. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. Why does he look are... like that? Like, Why he looked that way? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the little boy is based off of a photograph of him, of the artist, Aww. as a young boy. But yeah, it was sold on huh. eBay in 2000, uh, along with the description implying that it was haunted. And then he has since been commissioned to do additional artworks, <laughs> iterations on this theme <laughs> because of that. Which so that. Okay, I can tie this back in. Is selling a painting that's just mundane and mm-hmm. unrecognized on eBay, claiming it's haunted, in act is is claiming something haunted an act of vandalism? I don't think mm. there's no assigning a story or lore to something. I wouldn't consider vandalism. Okay, what if it um, damages the reputation of that thing, like? I can't come up with an example <laughs> or like of the painter. Like what if, um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm trying to think of it in, in the context too of like a house. Cause if you tell someone a house is haunted, that could change the value of it as well. Right. And did you see the, the, um, the couple who was trying to sell their house that had an original Banksy painted on the side of it oh. and the potential buyers were like, oh, well, you have to remove that. I don't want that on my <gasps> no. house. Don't worry. So the original sellers were like, okay, never mind. Here's the new deal. We're selling an original Banksy 
and there happens to be a house attached. <laughs> that's probably going to give them way more money. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what their thinking was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's genius. Isn't that cool? I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's very smart. Imagine being would... a person who has the opportunity to have like a cool piece of art on a house and you're like, nah, I don't I don't want that there. Yeah. I want dork. I want a drab ass house to look at every day. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. I guess I could commission a mural for my house if I wanted to. Yeah, why not? You probably why go not? to one of those wrapping places and they'll just do a, a building wrap of your house, right? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> You know, those exist for um, caskets, coffins, specifically. You can, oh, you shit. can get so you yeah, can have like a NASCAR funeral. Yeah, sure can. <laughs> like if you could yes, do you can. a Pepsi wrap on mine, that would be. You can deal. get famous O's on it. I don't even drink Pepsi. I can get one. You can get famous O's. You could get like Val Kilmer on your <gasps> coffin. Yep. Oh. Yep. <laughs> but I would have to die after him because I wouldn't want it to be an omen for him. But maybe if you do would it, it and he finds out. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and maybe be buried next to you. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, okay. So here's the pitch. Happily ever here's after. Here's the pitch. People, people, you've heard of Make a Wish, where you force <laughs> someone famous to come to you before mm-hmm, you die. Mm-hmm. What if <laughs> we have a system where they have to come to your funeral instead? Yeah, it's the original cameo for corpses. <laughs> you just no, have to we like trademark it. We need to do this. We need to make an app. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's GoFundMe, but we need like a clever name for for funding your uh, celebrities travel. Oh, I was gonna say GoFundMe. It's oh. like oh, right. We got right. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a play on eulogy. Oh, eulogy. Wait, say again? Meology. Meology. Because this is an attention economy and it's about me now. I love it. I love it. TM. I feel like this is is performance art. We're we're building performance art right now. (laughs) Plus, okay, plus if you get uh, the star of the Fifth Element and the Resident Evil series to give your meology, it's a Mila meology. Oh. (laughs) Oh, boy. Or or that seventy show for that matter. There's a lot of options. We can get all kinds of Milas. You in can here. get your favorite Mila. <laughs> <laughs> we got Milas for miles. Now hold on. Um, earlier you used the phrase pussification. I sure There's did. that band Pussifer. Uh huh. And didn't Mila Jovovich Jovovich? She sings on a Pussifer song. No, does she? So just. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm bad at names. <laughs> is it, is it, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's her. <laughs> is it is it Pucifer or or I guess it could. It, it's probably Pucifer. It's Pucifer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it, so that works out. <laughs> Hell yeah. Would we consider the uh, sort of modding of a video game to be an act of vandalism? Oh. Oh. Like, I don't, uh, okay, so? if you make an all nude Skyrim patch or you go into Fallout 4 and you're like, yeah. everybody's a, a, a cowboy except for these guys that are death claws and that's the whole game. Like, is that so, vandalism? Exactly well, to your point, I feel like whenever we talk about vandalism, and this is why I wanted to talk to you guys about what the first actual one was, because the the Rochenberg, um, wait, no, was that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
the Erase de Kooning, that was allowed. He allowed that to happen to his painting. Mm -hmm. So does that count as vandalism? Informed um, consent. Then, right. Yeah. Because then I'm thinking of like Stardew Valley has a lot of mods, but um, the creator of Stardew Valley loves the mods and he's mm -hmm. like very pro those being created and is no, not going to create any more updates to the game because yeah. the mods are so extensive. So if you have a mod that has not been allowed. So I think like Zelda has a lot of mods that they are very upset with and that they exist. Um, so I guess that would be an act of vandalism. So digital. Well, can we I think that we're getting Calvin into, we're getting into like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be like a couple pixels different though. So that it's, <laughs> so it doesn't look whatever. like it fits. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're getting into in like, <laughs> Calvin got thick. <laughs> Calvin and Hog. Oh, gross. He's a kid. Still got a hog. You can't say that. You can't use that word, though. Fine, piglet, then, I guess. I don't know. What Ew, do you want to say? That's way worse. <laughs> Genitals. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but this is like a whole field of study in literature, like postmodernism, like is authorial intent an important piece of interpreting the work? Like uh, some people believe that like um, the phrase is like words belong to their readers. So you read the book and it's only your in your interpretation that matters. And I don't personally subscribe to that because um, I mean, uh, Mark Twain's work is a great example, like lots of N-words being thrown around and mm -hmm. people are like, mm -hmm. this is racist, but it wasn't. It was specifically like critiquing racism. Yeah. So uh, I think that authorial intent is important, but I do think that it is complex in that you can interpret additional things mm. or different things from the same work. So like, yeah. I don't know, man, what is vandalism? <laughs> Well, I think I think that's the question, right? Is that that okay? Interpretation, analysis, study, discussion—these are all things that should be validly allowed broadly uh, about just about anything, right? Yeah, somebody can write a, a piece about how *The Adventures of Huck Finn* is starkly disgusting in 2023, and no mm -hmm. one should ever write it now. And absolutely, they should not, because it's it's not about now. Well, it's already been done. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Simpsons did it. Um, but the the yeah, but the idea that like we, we have to be able to do both. Yeah, because I think authorial yeah. intent always matters because I don't know anybody who's ever written anything of merit or for that matter, any art, any creation. The, See, but the, even there of merit. Now you're bringing in you're like bringing in the subjectivity. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, to say more specifically that everything is created for a reason. Mm -hmm. when we have a provable creator because god doesn't exist but otherwise <laughs> provable creator everything is created for a reason whether that is a childhood boredom mm -hmm. or sure. the exercising of uh parental uh, strife or you're writing a song because you got broken up with and you don't know yeah. how to deal with those emotions. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing it right. And it doesn't necessarily mean that what you've created is pristine, nor that anybody should be uh, disallowed from judging, viewing, and perceiving it. Yeah. 
And it also, on top of that, like you could make something today and tomorrow or next year or 10 years from now, you're like, well, ever, like whatever I was saying was totally wrong. I don't agree with any of that now. So mm-hmm. that brings into like, that brings into question like the temporality of vandalism. Like, was yeah. it vandalism if you did it 10 years ago? And and is it vandalism today if I no longer agree with that work? Like, the, I don't the, know, man. <laughs> some of the things, some of the art vandalism that I saw on the list I found were things like uh, a performance artist jumps on a bed installation right. in the museum. Mm. And the question then oh, becomes, yeah. well, in retrospect, like, I feel like that's kind of badass and makes sense. Like, this is clearly a, a conversation that is occurring. That's the same thing as pissing in that urinal, by the right. way. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm saying it. Yeah. What, to what extent, like, to vandalize something is to require it to be somehow finished and un, and like untouchable and mm. unencroachable in its. Because yeah. to say that, like, I vandalized a brick wall by spray painting uh, Kiss rules on it, right? Um, because, of course, Kiss does rule. Uh, yeah, everybody you know. knows it. Yeah, everybody's saying it. <laughs> <laughs> if if I do that, the assumption that I vandalized is based entirely on the fact that the wall was somehow perfect without that. Yeah. Like, it's all about... It's a, it's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> I, and it, well, and I think the beholder, though, largely speaking, that decides if it's vandalism or not is also the owner, right? That's, it also yeah. becomes a, a oh, it becomes a capitalist sort of, uh, it becomes a capitalistic sort of thing where it's like, okay, well, the museum has the Mona Lisa. The yeah. Mona Lisa, therefore, has historical value and is meant to not be changed. So yeah. when... You know, dozens upon dozens of people over 110 years try to vandalize that shit. It's all vandalism. It isn't an act of mm-hmm. like where where is okay if there's if there's a a uh, uh, we've all been to a, a punk bar at some point in our mm-hmm. life or a college yep. bar where writing on the wall, putting stickers on the wall, and doing these sorts of things is just what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you, whether it be in the actual bar area or in the bathroom, you go in and there's just stuff in there yeah yeah and the only thing that separates that from vandalism is that there is an acceptance that the activity is not vandalism right right yeah like the sink in boulder <laughs> kelly you've been to the sink in boulder right the sink yeah no i guess not no it's on it's on the hill or at least it used to be i don't know oh i don't go up anymore. there i'm well, an adult and i've been an adult the whole time <laughs> yeah that's fair. That's fair. You went to college uh, here. You went to college here. True. The hill it's is true. the hill is for teens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I worked in the in the Hill bookstore if it's still there that was the Barnes and Noble book. Anyway, I couldn't tell you. Not important. <laughs> um, but yeah, like those places. So yeah, to your point, consent, right? Mm-hmm. So vandalism is only vandalism if consent is not perceived. Now, if we go back to Amazing Spider-Man number fourteen, maybe. I'm not saying that we know this, and we obviously do know that this isn't true, but what if, let me posit for you a reality where... Oh, I love a posit. Boyfriend of angry girlfriend likes Mm. being dominated through vandalization of his comics, and therefore Mm -hmm. he has implicitly consented to the destruction of Amazing Spider-Man 14, and he gets off on it, and so therefore Mm -hmm. it is not vandalism, it is kink. (laughs) 
do we need to change the name of this episode? Because <laughs> that's it. We just found it. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's, oh man, that one's so interesting. Can you imagine if your sex toy became a collectible in the world? Like, you're like, oh man, I just like jerked off to that. And now everybody is paying $10,000 for it. Is that so now is uh, selling it vandalism? <laughs> I mean, is that that posits that all of OnlyFans is vandalism? Because uh, ladies are No, that's consent. That. That's consent. Oh, so somebody has to steal it. Oh, I thought we you. changed it to kink. So are we no. Yeah, I think uh, we're we're tangled up in no. our own okay. yeah. situation here now. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, we said it's not. It's it's not. It's not. vandalism. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think we can settle this right now. Where are we right I now? Have, I have. A, <laughs> what I have happened? Another, I have another vandalism question though. Yes. So, and this and this directly affects the value. Do we think that a signed baseball card oh, is an act in my of questions vandalism? Too. That's in my questions or, or too. An, or autographed anything, right? Like yeah. if, if someone, if uh, if an author signs their book, they're vandalizing mm-hmm. the original text so, and it gains value. Again, we're back to consent, I suppose. Yes. And I I did look up the Merriam-Webster and it says willful or malicious. And I think malicious is a big part of it so if you're like but that said or not and but willful okay willful or malicious destruction or defacement of public or private property and i don't think that that would be okay will you go ahead or defacement will you look up uh, is it not defacement no i unless you like write over a page yeah i guess yeah we're just gonna have to this comes down this again to the it comes down to the consent thing of like, yeah, technically, like if I have a, a, you know, a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card that is in mint condition and yeah. I, let's say uh, I get a time machine and I go back in time and I'm like, Ken Griffey Jr., will you sign this card for me? And I'm sure. Sh- well, you could actually, have told me that he was alive and. He is still alive. I, oh, okay. Uh, no, I don't need the time machine? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go on. Because I, I want him to sign it at a stadium. Because yeah. I'm doing, okay. I'm having an and imagination maybe writing adventure. isn't as good right yeah. now. Maybe You've got, <laughs> now Nate's doing this. kink. He's got a specific I fantasy. I am. I'm doing a thing. I go back, I go back in time. Yeah. Here's the, here's the actual scenario. I go back in time with this prized baseball card because I want to show young Ken Griffey Jr., how popular he's going to be in the future. Okay. Yeah. And I am at the stadium and I'm like, hey, Ken Griffey Jr., I know that you don't know this yet, but look at how cool you're going to be. This card is worth whatever. He takes it out of my hand thinking I'm asking him to sign it. He signs yeah. that card mm-hmm. against my consent. Yeah. He has now well, vandalized um, the card that I brought to show, just to show him. In mm-hmm. this time machine scenario, yeah. In this yeah. time machine <laughs> scenario. <laughs> It's vandalized then, it's but vandalized. it also gains okay, okay, incredible okay. amount of value because it's a it's a card from the future that's been signed by the man <laughs> in the past. <laughs> that's a double whammy. You're like this card has been has traveled through time. Yeah. Additionally, Ken Griffey Jr. has signed it. <laughs> you can tell that it traveled through time because Marty McFly and his brother and sister have disappeared from yeah. it. They're fading yep. away slowly. <laughs> yep. 
that's sort of an interesting idea too, especially in the new world of deep fakes and AI. Oh. So the guy who played um, the dork dweeb in uh, Back to the Future, what's his name? The dad? Actor? Yeah. Oh, what's, oh Christopher what's Lloyd. Name? Lover? Doc. No, not Christopher oh. Lloyd. Oh. Who are we talking Wait, about? what did oh, you say, the, Chelsea? Are we saying the bully or the... No, not the bully. The dad. The bullied. Crispin Glover? Yeah, so the dad, yeah. Crispin, Crispin Glover. Glover. Crispin yeah. Glover. Yeah. He um, ended up suing the studio because they used his likeness in the second movie without his consent. So, like... Mm. I don't think that that's vandalism, but going back to the example that I couldn't come up with earlier, like um, if you do a deep fake of somebody, are you vandalizing their reputation? Like, like where does the line end? The popular deep fake presidents? Yeah, or like deep fake Tom Cruise? Well, I think that they, like Bruce Willis signed away his ability to be deep faked and i think I there hate are, that i think that there are actors that are like okay i don't want to have to work anymore so give me the money that you use for my likeness see but that goes back to consent yeah i've also yeah. been seeing a lot of actors being like write this into your contracts that they cannot do this oh yeah so yeah. i don't know man because there's apparently like 20 know. minutes of de-aged harrison ford in the forthcoming yeah. indiana jones movie which hey look it could be well done I'm also kind of like over this happening. Like, yeah, I don't like we, have, <laughs> we have young actors who mm-hmm. look like we have a type culturally still. Yeah. Like we've, we've tried mm-hmm. to diversify, but we still have a type. There's a Harrison yeah. Ford type out there that we could. Oh, Plus yeah, all boys sure. look the so same. Many. So like it's true. We do <laughs> just get any old actor. The the uh, I'm sure that I mean this has come up before, but like all the all the Mandalorian and uh, other Disney Plus stuff where mm. they bring Luke in with Mark Hamill, and a bunch mm-hmm. of people have been like, "Look, Sebastian Stan looks almost exactly like Mark Hamill. Yeah, Just use Sebastian oh. Stan, an actor who already works with Disney and exists now <laughs> in this youthful format. No hate against Wait, Mark Hamill. They're like de aging Mark Hamill." Yeah, well, yeah, they're just oh, they're just like legit CGIing Mark Hamill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, it's not even him. It's just a cartoon. It's a stand-in he's, he's... with his with the oh, yeah. with the Mark Hamill face <laughs> on, and that's and a lot of people no. have been criticized. Uh, some mm. some kid got hired by Disney, I think, because he posted a YouTube video. Was like, I can do this better. Like, look at how much more realistic my version of this same scene looks. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, snap. Uh, <laughs> good for you, kid. I hope that you asked for a lot of money. <laughs> but also, I, I had talents like that. I was when I was a kid. I was just wasting my time. Terrible. Yeah, what was I good at as a kid? I could correct your grammar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Doesn't talking to that to people about how I retook keyboarding. Like somebody was like, "Your keyboarding skills are really good," and I was like, "Yeah, took it like four times in school." <laughs> the, the one class we had over and over. <laughs> yeah. What was that like? Your WPM? God, I was obsessed with my WPM. Oh, <laughs> Fucking Mavis Beacon was out there forcing us to type. Words per minute. Oh, boy. Okay. Did you guys see that vandalism of the guy? Okay. So original artist had, ma- I don't know what this art was saying, but it was like a lamb in a box, a clear box. Oh. Okay. See the lamb. I don't know what that meant. Lamb of God. Um, yeah, well, it's about How to get much more metal. Piece? Couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then the <laughs> vandalizer poured in 
like a slick of ink. So you could hmm. no longer see the lamb. It was entirely black. Oh, interesting. And uh, that was, I don't think that there were any um, legal or monetary ramifications from there. But then the original artist sort of thought that that was like a cool statement that the vandalizer, quote unquote, vandalizer did and um, published a book of his artwork. And Mm -hmm. in the book, he had like a little, um, like, it was almost like a pop up book, like interactive, and you could slide like a black film over the picture of his original lamb art. So you could like do the vandalism. And then the vandalizer, it is cool. The vandalizer sued him for copyright infringement <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so uh what happened there I like, I like that a lot yeah i was like is this also a statement like are we doing additional are we now doing performance art on top of it i'm not taking enough big swings is what i'm is yeah. what i'm discovering throughout yeah. this conversation like one you just like uh, pour ink on anything and then you sue people for going yeah. like oh yeah that's kind of neat <laughs> i'll also pour ink on my own hey that stuff. was my thing <laughs> oh, it was me my identity was ink boy yeah weird what a funny story sorry i didn't write any details down i was just like that's funny that's funny I, I like that you know what else i the mouth garf report <laughs> the mouth garf report <laughs> We've had a lot of Garf in the time that we've had apart. Uh, not we yet truly have. recording. It's been a lot of Garf mm-hmm. floating around. Mm-hmm. Uh, including uh, in fa- a, a balloon of Garf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Macy. And, day parade. <laughs> and the and the idea that Taylor Swift would be dating Jim Davis, which is still just like in in here <laughs> in my brain as just uh, joyous excitement. <laughs> how's how's everybody's How's everybody's teeth looking today? Can I uh, can we go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and get those out there for me? Yeah, chomps, there we go. Chompers. I did have a question for you guys on mouth guards. Mm-hmm. She really is covering her teeth. Yeah, she does true. not yeah, want yeah. Nate to see those. Out by Nate <laughs> <laughs> he was getting um, his face up real close to the, close. Yeah, the screen. <laughs> I, was, I was really selling it. I was really selling uh, it. How do you guys clean your night guards? Uh, how energetic am I being? What? So day to day, here's what I do every day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've got um, little bite, bright maybe, bite mm-hmm. or bright. Um, they're like little antacid tablets that you would drop in water in a commercial mm-hmm. from the 90s. Yeah. And I pop that into- Plop, plop, fizz, my, fizz. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, into a little like sonic cleaner that my dentist gave me. Oh, nice. Just oh, shakes them. Nice. So there's a hedgehog in there. Yep, sure is. Right? <laughs> it is blue. Um, and so <laughs> I run fast. that for, you're supposed to do it for 15 minutes, but here's what I like to do. Turn it on, walk away, and then <laughs> hour, two hours later, <laughs> I come back to the bathroom and I'm like, oops, <laughs> turn it off. But I also have like a little, a little brush and solution on the big cleaning days, which I mm. do not do very often. <laughs> I guess it's also partially yours? my question. I was wondering how, like, 
I've seen advertisements for those little vibrating cleaners, and I wonder how well oh. they work. My dentist offered that I could bring my mouth guard there, and he would sonic clean it for me. Oh, oh that's cool. Okay. Um, the for a thing fee. that I for never a small do. Fee. <laughs> I, you know what? It it might be just the pleasure of my company. I don't know. We'll have to see. Oh, he's got a teeth kink too. He's like, <laughs> let's pop that into the Sonicare. How about you sit in the chair? <laughs> Every time I go, Fred is like. Hey, man, I would tell you how to do this thing, but you're clearly already on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that weird bag of teeth into. They're all clean. You're doing good. Um, no, but I, 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 I rinse it every day, but I've never mm-hmm. really cleaned it. Like, I don't. Oh, no, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand now, just hearing Kelly's ritual with it, that I, I do have a problem, apparently, that I'm not cleaning it, but... I've I've uh, experienced no ill side effects. Um, yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I think that if you clean your teeth really well beforehand, be I mean, for a while at least, like bacteria yeah. is still going to accumulate. But you can get I mean, away some of that bacteria is good, right? Like it can only make me stronger. It's do we it's think we got probiotics in, in our mouth? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean, for one, like I am a like. Uh, 15 minute ritual nighttime toothbrusher so mm. it it's mm-hmm. it's going in it's going in super clean so yeah. it's nice. coming out. use um water, water pick? pick oh yeah i don't have a water pick but nate I, your uh, mouth is gross you gotta start washing all this <laughs> i do i do the flossing i do the okay. uh the the uh, whatever the mechanical the the electric toothbrush thing the yeah. sonic hair it gets sonic haired I we love like, every mm-hmm. couple of days, I, I do a little swirl of the rinse. Oh, oh nice. Every couple of days? Yeah, you don't want to do it every day because okay. you don't want to like uh, raw up your inner mouth parts. Well, and is, it like, what? is it what? like antibiotics? Like, are you making super bugs if you use it every day? That's what I'm what? saying, right? I don't know, man. That's a hypothesis. But you saw my hypothesis earlier. That was fucking <laughs> right on the money. It was, it was. <laughs> But yeah, I think I should take it to Fred and let Fred clean it for me. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a great idea. Why not? Especially yeah, considering that it might have been in my dog's mouth before and I just... Yeah, Nate. you just <laughs> I say might have because I have no actual confirmation other than it, it was at the foot of the bed that one time that I, I brought up on this very show. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that was in his mouth. Kind of only one way it could have <laughs> gotten there. Was. But, you know, hey, look, she, she was a very young puppy, so it's a young and mouth. you floss her teeth every day, Dogs too. Dogs' mouths so. are cleaner than humans, etc. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that anything is clean, though? That's I mean, also... that's subjective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm clean, Greg. Could you milk me? What is clean? Yeah, how, did how we are you answer doing, your Chelsea? Chelsea? Oh, yeah, did you we did. answer your Chelsea? Yeah, like your Chelsea that answered question? me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that answered me. Yeah, that answered me. I I brush with mouthwash, so I mouthwash and brush every day, and then I try to brush in the morning. So then when I take them out, I brush them. But I use the the purple mouthwash, and this is just like a nice little tip. When I went to a dentist, um, uh, they talked about because I used to use sensitive toothpaste. Still kind of have to because I can't have S F. So some there's an ingredient that does not do well in my mouth. Um, but they were like, just use the purple mouthwash. It's the same thing as using sensitive toothpaste. 
and it nice. like oh. rebuilds your enamel and like okay this is a fun story whenever i was on vacation i ate at a mexican restaurant somehow i bit down on a rock i don't know how that happened <laughs> and um my tooth hurt for like three days but then i went oh. and got mouthwash and kept using the mouthwash and then it was okay Okay, Whoa, we have to take we have to take a quick weird things we bit down on tangent because Ooh, yeah. I have I have a fun one. Um, I like that ago, more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is gonna go places. Um, <laughs> we we went to uh, back when I was still in Denver. Uh, we used to be walking distance of the Capitol Hill Whole Foods. So we bought some Whole Foods chocolate chip cookies. You know, mm-hmm. like a, a, a eight whatever, like a little container of eight. Bring them back. We're eating cookies. I pop a cookie <laughs> in my mouth. Bite down on this chocolate chip. And I'm like, that's, that's not, not a chocolate chip. Oh, no. It, was, it wasn't It was anything super gross. Finger. Here's the spoiler. Oh. <laughs> it was a bolt. It <gasps> a was bolt? A, it, was a, <laughs> it was a one inch bolt. long bolt that was probably, I would guess... I don't know, sixteen thirty-two head head size. It was a large. Bite. Oh God! I didn't bite down hard on it, fortunately. That's and I was like, "Well, that's good." Because so savoring I them chocolate chips. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. I really. Oh, I and feel then, like. Oh so my God! Hurt so bad. Now. Yeah, yeah. So my my coworker Antoine uh, tweeted at Whole Foods to be like, "Hey, we got a bolt in the cookie," and Whole Foods was like, Do you, "Would you like a fifteen dollar gift card?" <laughs> And he accepted because it was yeah. really it yeah, was so I long ago that the idea of holding them to account wasn't yet a thing. Um, but I but I like to say that you know when your uh, when your cookies come out of a machine, sometimes a machine comes out of your cookies. Oh well, no. that's what I was gonna no. say. As a baker, I feel like I know exactly what happened, which is like on my KitchenAid mixer. If it if the bowl is overfilled, then mm. there's this one specific bolt that starts oh. shimmying its way out and you've like i keep a screwdriver in my kitchen so that i can twist that there baby back in so like they were just overfilling their their mixer bowl they're trying to overextend their batches they are they and are the bottom line yep just another way that they are disrespecting their clientele <laughs> <laughs> they vandalized my cookie yeah they did yes they did <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what's a weird thing that everybody else bit into? <laughs> <laughs> I lost a baby tooth to a butterfinger when I was Whoa. a kid. Yeah. Because yep. you know how butterfingers are. They're like... Oh, yeah. Delicious. You could... Yes, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you also, like you're you going to lose probably... an adult tooth to them sometimes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, like you could fill mm-hmm. a cavity with, the, with whatever that is in a butterfinger. Like it compacts. Yeah. It is so dense. Yeah, baby tooth just popped right out of my skull. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, adorable. Little baby tooth. Little baby tooth. Chelsea, I think of uh, your brother biting yeah, into to... popcorn. And Almost every time that. I have popcorn. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do too. And then yeah. that's why I avoid. I eat popcorn very, very slowly for that reason. Yeah, same. Which is annoying because i eat a lot of popcorn (laughs) uh i didn't say over my vacation i did also so first was the rock and then prior to that when i was moving dwayne johnson yeah specifically (laughs) yeah uh i had a chicken bone in one of my taquitos and i was like god oh shit oh gross and then i had another chicken item i don't know i'm gonna stop eating chicken this is just on your recent 
Dude, I, I like, I, for a second, I was like, are chicken revolting against me? Is this like a thing? Do I need to avoid chicken at all costs? Did you upset somebody and they've cursed you? Like, what happened? Were you disrespectful? Alternate what take. <laughs> Maybe someone from beyond is communicating to Chelsea that she needs the ingredients oh. to create or cast a curse. And they're like, here, yeah. you a need rock. these chicken feet and these bones and this blood and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm not saying she's got the feet yet. I'm saying they're probably mm-hmm. on their way. They're oh, they're the next ingredient. Okay, yeah, okay. Because okay. you're gonna make a Bobby Yagans hot, baby. Do it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be looking forward to that. I'll let you guys know next week. <laughs> oh no. That was Mouth Garf Report. The Mouth Garf Report. Open wide. <laughs> You guys, do you guys want to play a game? How do you feel about how do you feel about games? I guess uh, love them. Yeah, great, <laughs> great. There is a lot of enthusiasm today. Tangible excitement, listener. Yeah. Oh man, if yeah. we were all in the same room, I got my room, favorite pen for this. I think we would literally electrocute each other. It's so energized. It's in electric. Here. <laughs> <laughs> not starting earlier would bring more energy, but really, we're just we're just crashing faster. <laughs> well, we've been going at it for almost two hours now. So, <laughs> here we go. We're gonna play. I see what you did there. thought we might be playing a different game yeah (laughs) one of these days we might one of these days i might have to throw a curveball in just because you know we've done this for a while we've actually been we've been at this for quite a few episodes that's true and we're at risk of true we're at risk of becoming stale you know no (laughs) have to vandalize our own show nope (laughs) there are people that listen just for I see what you did there. It's true. They just wait it's true. for it. They listen Literally, to our, our scrub like, rate to the oh, last 15 finally. minutes is incredible. <laughs> 99% of people finish the show. Only 12% start it. <laughs> uh, all of these I see what you did there is are art themed. God, Chelsea's going to crush this. Maybe I won't. I did not <laughs> do well earlier. So we'll see how this goes. And in the spirit of I see what you did there, all of this is kind of a vandalism of each of your souls. So oh, good. Cool. welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I consent, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like if drag me to hell was just a consent like <laughs> declaration, no. drag me to hell. Well, let's, go. let's go. <laughs> Come on. Uh, all right. Number one, the truest work of pop art ever. Maybe this battery-powered talking novelty fish gift from the 1990s. Put it together with a French-named 1980s New York neo-expressionist artist known in part for crowns. Oh, Billy Basquiat. Oh, nice. You see what I did there? Yeah, big mouth <laughs> Told you Chelsea Billy Basquiat. I only, yeah. knew, I only knew the fish part. Billy was. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look at how fast that start was. I'm not even going to edit that. Yeah. Zero pause. All right. 
this one's this one's definitely uh, the hardest. Oh, Maybe. No. Well, uh, the next two are kind of the harder ones. Subjective. Okay, subjective. Cool. Subjective. subjective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two, a student in Seoul ate this art installation by Maurizio Catalan, quote, because he was hungry. And you could cleverly depict the incident with this art technique using distorted projection that requires the viewer to occupy a specific vantage point, use a special device, or both to view a recognizable image. Okay. Is that second one forced perspective? It's uh, it's a fancier Latinier word for it. Okay, great. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be Greekier. It might not be Latinier. It might be Greekier. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you this. It ends in focus. Osis. No. Osis. <laughs> osis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ends in mm-hmm. osis. Osis. Mm-hmm. So, so first, what he ate? What's the thing that he ate? Yeah. Okay. Think of the, and this, this is contemporary. One? This is a contemporary is it art. A banana? It is a banana. Yeah. Yep. Told you. Nice job, Kelly. <laughs> Thanks. Banana gram. Uh, no. Banana. <laughs> Phone. Do 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 do. the only greek word that i it's just on a loop in my brain right now is vomitorium yeah yeah that's great theater it is great it's not it's not helpful (laughs) right now (laughs) ocus osis 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 it ends in it yeah you've got banana you've got something in the middle and you've got osis uh yeah the second part could cleverly depict the incident with this art technique using distorted projection, requiring the viewer to occupy a specific vantage point, use a special device, or both to view a recognizable image. An example of this, one example, not all, because some of them actually do use projecting of things, mm-hmm. but one example would be uh, when, when people do tr- street chalk art, that mm-hmm. if you stand at oh. a specific angle, you would think like, oh, there's actually like a hole in the road there. Yeah. And a world. It's a forced perspective, but it is. It's a forced perspective right. thing, but it's, but a, it's the fancy it's term word. for it's it. The yeah. Fancy. yeah. First perspectosis. I will give you another hint. <laughs> Crushed it. The banana middle first. part of this word. You've got you've got banana as uh-huh. as part of the word. You've got osis at the end of the word. The yeah. middle of the word is the first half. Yes, of the other actually word. no, it's not even the first half. It okay. is the God, title. Nate. It is the title for a book series featuring teens who turn into various Animorphs. kinds of animals. Okay, great, great. Bananamorphosis. Bananamorphosis. Yay! Bananamorphosis. Animorphosis is that projection technique. Cool. That was really difficult, but that is my favorite one that we have done i think ever. yeah bananamorphosis okay. honestly i'm i'm happy that i even i didn't even think about i didn't have anamorph written down it just dawned yeah, on me like anamorph. oh yeah anamorph is we right in the middle of it. immediately god, thank god we're doing this an hour earlier we would still <laughs> be struggling oh, man, yeah. <laughs> okay number three features uh one of y'all's favorite val kilmer <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it could be Val Kilmer. Okay. I mean, he's, uh, he's a Doc Holiday. Eighty-one-year-old uh, <laughs> Cecilia Jimenez became a global laughingstock when she confessed <laughs> to being the painter <laughs> this behind this my appallingly bad and unauthorized restoration of a nineteenth-century fresco favorite. in her church in Borgia, Spain. So, give me the nickname for her erroneous fresco, and combine that 
with the online art genre based on the multiplayer deduction game Among Us. Wait, say the second part again? Okay. Online art. So the online art genre based on the multiplayer deduction game Among Us. This would be specifically like deviant art. Potato Jesus? I'll accept Potato Jesus. There's another name that's also. Is that what I, maybe, yeah, is that just what I call it? (laughs) (laughs) You might. I mean, it's not inaccurate. Or inaccurate. Is that just me? Unaccurate <laughs> is inaccurate. <laughs> um, art genre based on Among Us. Uh, oh, yeah. it's that little guy, right? It's yeah. the little guy. Right, right. And th- and this is mainly yeah. steering into something that uh, a popular piece of slang that came out of Among Us that the kids oh. say oh, okay. about things they might not uh, believe are true. Sus. Oh, sus. There you go. Okay. Art. Yeah, is sus that... art. Very good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. So potato G sus art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the What's official the, the official nickname was Beast Jesus. <laughs> no. That's what they were calling it. Yeah. No. At least that's what uh-uh. Wikipedia says. Wikipedia says. Go to knowyourmeme.com. Go to com. It's potato Jesus. <laughs> I, I hey, I don't disagree. I'm not I'm not quibbling you with you over this. Uh so yeah, potato G sus art. There you got go. it. Yeah, okay. You see what I did there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And if you look for sus art, you will see some strange things as well. Uh, Googling enjoy. in background. <laughs> All right. Uh, number four. Oh, number got four. a wiener. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Literally the first one. Uh, <laughs> number four. When you're here, your family. And when you're in this Hieronymus Bosch triptych, you might be in hell. <laughs> Olive Garden of Earthly Delights. <laughs> you see what I did there. Beautiful. Very well done. Very well done. Oh, I love that Hieronymus Bosch painting. It's so good. It's so it's good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> one of the uh, one of the books that Space Boy is putting out here. Uh, well, it'll probably be out right now. Ooh. On release time. Um, it features a portion of that very painting on its cover. which portion? <laughs> One of the hellish portions with a bird-headed man and a naked lady. <laughs> oh yeah, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> I like the ears with the scissors. Yeah, the ears with the scissors is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was I see what you did there. What do we think of ASM-14, the Mm -hmm. Angry Girlfriend variant, as the first piece of vandalized art? Do we consider it to be that one, or is it the uh, Erase de Kooning? I mean, it can be both. I think they're both. There was consent. There was consent in Erase de Kooning. But maybe also in the Spider-Man one, if we go with our theory. theory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. His boyfriend is like, yeah, give it to (laughs) Spider-Man. Right, fuck you, beggar. Yeah, yeah. Make me sad. That's my favorite comic. Make me sadder. <laughs> my tears are only lubricant. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what? I'm just, hey, look. Everybody's allowed to be into what they're into. I'm not. That's uh, true. We're not yeah. here to judge I, at Dave. No, I'm not. I wasn't judging. I was just thinking about <laughs> the hard work you'd have to do to stay hydrated for that. 
It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, man, I don't know. Content and tears, which seems like it would be counterproductive. But it is yeah. water based, and you know that the oil based ones aren't good for condoms. So that's true. That's true. Good point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we gotta be gotta be thoughtful. Protection, kids. Protect. Protection, kids. And ask your partner if they're allergic to glycerin. Whether it be the chemical or the uh, song by Bush. <laughs> there's a there's a joke there. <laughs> I, okay. How about that this? Was, that's, New that trend. <laughs> Starting next episode, every time we have a joke, we just say, there's a joke there. And we don't actually say the joke. <laughs> We let the audience put it together. Yeah, yeah. smart. We're we're leaving it on the smart one. We're a whodunit podcast now. (laughs) We trust them enough to know that they can make a funnier podcast than we ever could. We're just providing the scaffolding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Gonna change the name to "You Do It." Fuck, that's a really fun idea, though. I would almost pay for hosting just to host like full episodes <laughs> where it's just silence, and occasionally we say like a prompt. You do yeah. it. It's your <laughs> you podcast. It. <laughs> Man, I don't know how I feel about art vandalism. I feel like I have more questions now than I did at the start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely more questions. Um, but I do, I do. Okay, again, since we last. Last episode, we sort of reverted to just rating ourselves with each of these episodes. Mm-hmm. This is a five. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely yeah. a five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the, I think the topic, I think the discussion, I think the idea of art vandalism and what it means and how we put value onto things and what who owns it and how that ownership maybe pervades past the artist. Because mm-hmm. yeah, because for for a lot of these pieces, I mean, not the. Uh, Either of those two men's names that I can't remember now. <laughs> de Kooning? Yeah, the De Kooning and in uh, Rauschenberg. Rauschenberg. They, yeah, I, I'm great. I'm really good at remembering things. It's an hour earlier. Well, um, here's the problem is, you know how bad Chelsea is at pronouncing names? Mm-hmm. So, like, who knows? It might be completely different from what I'm saying. You guys, pro- it's Picasso. No, I'm just kidding. This was for What if I was just saying Picasso wrong this Roshan entire Bo. time? No. <laughs> Pikachu? <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, it, it, the, uh, yeah, just, just this, this topic, this idea that there's, there's a big difference. Like who owns, like, can you van, can you even vandalize Spider-Man? Because Spider-Man doesn't belong in the comic. It belongs to the person who created Spider-Man or is drawing Spider-Man anew. Mm-hmm. Can you vandalize art if it's handed to you and said, go ahead and vandalize that? Um, I think these are great questions. And I think this is really, uh, really interesting stuff. I also think that both of them, because I looked at the, the AGV and I did uh, take a peek at the gentleman's names that I'm not going to try to say <laughs> wrong for a third time. And it's really cool. Like, it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think, if anything, vandalizing art inherently enhances its value in some way or another, right? Man, I mean, to some people, sure. Well, Mm. even if it doesn't, even if it doesn't improve its appearance, I think that whenever we add story and consequence to things, we enhance them, right? Like, we make it more valuable. Like, it's like scars on your body, right? Like, you get a scar and you can look at it and go, oh, that's from that thing that I did. And that memory is a tangible thing that now exists for you. And while you've been defaced, like, you're no longer a pristine porcelain little cherub baby, 
Like, I try so hard, though. I would like to continue to be a porcelain chair of baby. Well, you're both allowed to look. I'm just, I'm just being a, I'm just being a tough older guy who's covered in scars, you know. Yeah, chicks dig scars. That's what it's yeah, doing right, right now. You know, my, I'm gonna take my motorbike to the, the muscle car rally. Uh, yeah. No, you crushed that. That was good. That was good cosplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real good. I got my leather jacket out and everything. Um, Whoa! Uh, I'm just imagining you as Henry Winkler as the Fonz, who was just a big, <laughs> sensitive boy. <laughs> just just in a room full of jukeboxes, constantly elbowing yeah. them. <laughs> but then, like, crying in the bathroom because your girlfriend doesn't take you seriously. Yeah. I mean, I do that already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk to your wife? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, yeah I, don't, I, don't I, I think I think all of this is I think all of this is like a five. I think aesthetically, mm. it's like a, a three because I think that they're very interesting to look at, but they're not like <laughs> maybe perfect. So I guess it's a four, weirdly. But I don't know. I uh, I feel like this is just so. No, right. Now I'm too deep in my head. I'm like, what's a five? What's a four? What's a three? What's the rubric? What rubric are we using? Should we define it? Should we have defined that up top? Is that I guess we did. What were our dubs? Uh, what, what were the dubs? It's like debaucherous. Mm, four debaucherous. out of five debonair. Mm. Three out of five oh. debatable. Two out of five mm. debilitated. Mm. One out of five debacle. Okay, so I'm in the four or the five for sure. All right. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I um... yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Chelsea, how are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, uh, five for conversation, obviously. Um, for the actual items themselves, I if we went with Rauschenberg and De Kooning, I would have gone with that being probably. I don't know because the stories. I learned a lot with this, so I'm you know yeah. I'm rated a five all around because I. Learned a ton about a bunch of art vandalism that I'd never heard of or thought of before. So I'll say I'll say you're fine. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop being on the fence. I'm gonna go five for the sole reason that um, I now have like a lot more fun facts to trickle in when I am uncomfortable in a conversation. <laughs> Hell yeah! Okay, I'll, I'm I'm gonna dial it up to a five too. Hell I don't yeah. think I my my four was was very half hearted, so it's a five. It's an absolute <laughs> five. Good job, art. And Good vandals. job, art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, and a shout out to street artist named D Face. We use the word D Face a lot in this. Whoa, there's a street artist named D Face who is really great. And he's out of, I think the UK. I'm not sure, but check out his art. And you know what? I see what he did there. Fives all around. That's amazing for vandalism. They did I a great a job. Low five for everyone. It oh, sounds artists. like yeah, a, five. You know, a low five five maybe because we're hipsters. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole other thing. It's true. Can God? Can people vandalize our podcast? Oh my God. Okay, we can't. I hope so. I'm not asking that here in the eleventh hour. Become a remix. Yeah. If anybody remix. wants to pull this sound, create. <laughs> Create reels or TikToks about oh, us yeah. talking. Anybody can We're, do that. Like, that's yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs> we we should be so lucky. We should be so lucky. <laughs> uh, on our next episode, listeners, we are going to go way, way back 
to probably 2,000 years ago, is my understanding. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be talking about the first book of the Bible, Genesis. That's right. (laughs) Not Phil Collins. Not Sega. It's God and shit. Get ready. Yeah, it's God and shit. (laughs) Adam's going to be there. In the beginning. Eve's going to be there. (laughs) That snake is going to be there. That snake's going to be there. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to do that in in our least controversial episode to date. Get ready. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to be saying that a lot. Yeah. But we won't be blaspheming yeah. like you just did, you blasphemer. Whoops. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not blaspheming to say Jesus Christ during the Genesis episode because Jesus is not born yet, right? Oh, oh. Uh, I don't know. That's temporality again. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah well, you know, <laughs> well, Jesus, if you got a time machine, come back and prove me wrong. Mm. What if Jesus came back right now and was like, look, I have cards of you guys as these famous podcasts. I would, look, one, I'm totally finding religion at that point. That's like the Bill and Ted story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. You're going to want to, you're going to want to come back for this because who knows what the hell's going to happen. On this episode, we're going to play I See Who You Begat There. (laughs) oh that's that change up you've been talking about (laughs) yeah if you like this podcast please subscribe rate and review it wherever you listen we would really appreciate you giving us five stars on apple podcasts and leaving us a review you can tell us uh, a piece of art that you like to deface or maybe just something that you've peed on that you're particularly proud of peeing on Mm. or if you're a peed on person oh yeah yeah. do you identify Mm. that way yeah person Maybe you mm-hmm. like those golden showers and you just want to talk about it in our review section. We would appreciate See, but that it. wouldn't be vandalism then. That we're back mm-hmm. to kink. Okay. 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 <laughs> I posit that everything is actually kink. <laughs> but not for everyone. True. Oh, yeah, okay. not for everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Except for the person whose kink is that no one else's kink is their kink. Then Whoa, boom. that's gotta be tough. That's, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Living in a constant state of ecstasy. <laughs> if you like the music on this podcast, check out Michael J. O'Connor's stuff. It, it's nothing like this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to michaeljoconnor.bandcamp.com. And if you want to read science fiction books that are also not anything like this nonsense, read spaceboy.com. <laughs> if you would like to hear me and Chelsea talk about horror movies, you can go check us out over at Never Show the Monster, a weekly podcast about whatever's spooky scary. Check us out over there. Hell yeah. You were talking about cryptids now, but you won't be by the time this is out. So I don't know why I brought it up. (laughs) 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 Ah, Aliens, maybe? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Possibly aliens. aliens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great time to talk about uh, some of those movies that I've brought up that you still haven't had me back on for. But we look, we look, will. I'm not mad about it. It's fun. We'll, it's all good. You're on the production calendar. I'll send you a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I, uh, I, also, I also just like listening to the two of you talk because you, you have your own Because we don't know anything. No, you have your own rhythm when you're doing your thing, right? Like, uh, I'm not there to... I'm always interrupting people. <laughs> yeah, Nate. <laughs> vandalizing our podcast it's true it's true it's true
an artist. Uh, great. So that was the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right we, we're getting a spit take <laughs> we're getting a spit take. oh god you almost got me <laughs> that was the first piece of art to increase in value after being vandalized could be other ones and i didn't research hard enough so if there's another one let us know yeah yeah leave it in the reviews <laughs> Debutbuddies at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us, I guess, if we're still... I don't know. I'm barely using Twitter I don't know. anymore I don't know. at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who cares? Uh, we'll see you next us. Fortnite. Yeah! Bye! Fortnite. Bye. <laughs> Bye, buddies. Bye, buddy. Be excellent to each other. Aww.